0: There are many good reasons for coming to Mass, even on a Saturday morning. You're not obliged, of course. Not like Sunday, the Lord's Day. It's optional today, but it's, it's good to have everyone here. And as I say, there are many good reasons to come. I imagine that m- many people have extra incentive to come to Mass today because it's first Saturday. <clears throat> and you want to honor the first Saturday devotion, Perhaps you want to bring flowers to Our Lady. I see many people have flowers. Or maybe to participate in the Rosary after the Mass because that's part of the first Saturday. Yes. Or I'm sure some people made an e- extra effort to come because it's the Feast of St. Blaise and today we get the blessing of the throats. Maybe some are here because of the pondering group. There's going to be a pondering group after the mass. I mean, I'm sure people are here to 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 participate in the liturgy, to hear the word of God, to to uh, receive the Holy Communion. I'm sure. <clears throat> but after a couple of days, it, I, I'm, I, you won't remember anything about this mass except for the blessing of the throats. <laughs> that's probably the, that's the part that sticks in our mind on the feast of Saint Blaise. Which is an interesting thing to realize. Uh, and i'd like to reflect on this in light of the scriptures in the scriptures today you notice in the first reading solomon who's given an opportunity to pray for anything anything he he wants prays for a wise and understanding heart and the lord says very good you didn't you didn't ask for money and food and and the, the life of your enemies and long life you didn't pray for it you know, a trip to the beaches of Palawan or something, you you ask for something higher and very good. So I'll also give you these other things. I'll, I'll give you riches. And then in the gospel, the opposite. Jesus sees the need of the apostles, and he doesn't say, I'm going to give you a wise and understanding heart. He says, come off by yourselves to a deserted place, get a little rest, have a little food, take a break. So it seems that these two readings present two different values, right? The first reading, the value of a wise and understanding heart, much more important than physical advantages. And then in the gospel, the necessity of a little time for rest and, and to eat, because it says here, there were so many people, people coming and going in great numbers, they had no opportunity even to eat. What I I see here, and I'd like to reflect on with you, is the, the way the Lord works with us who are spirit and body, who are spiritual and physical. It's human nature that we are spiritual and physical, both, not one or the other, but both. And when it comes to the life of the church, there's a great respect for this dual character of the human nature. In other words, we don't only focus on purely spiritual things or purely uh, 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 intangible things like wisdom and understanding for the heart. Of course we focus on that. Of course we pray for that. And true worship has to come from the heart. But the church recognizes that we can't just pray with the heart if the body is having trouble. If we're hungry or if we're tired, and I'm sure you've tried this, try praying when you're really tired. What happens? You fall asleep. <laughs> That's because the body also needs rest. So, I'm thinking about the the blessing of the throats. It's a it's an unusual little ceremony, right? We have these two candles. They're they're crossed, and then the two crossed candles are put on or underneath the throat or underneath the chin of the person and then the priest says a blessing in fact there's a very specific instruction about how to do it if it's a if it's a lay person the person the lay person can say the blessing uh but without the sign of the cross but if it's a a priest or a deacon he can make the sign of the cross so it's a very specific kind of ritual and it combines spiritual and physical elements of course there's the prayer there's the blessing but the blessing is conferred in conjunction with a very physical action in fact very physical candles we saw this yesterday too i bet if anyone remembers anything about yesterday's mass what they remember is the candles (laughs) The, the the lighting of the candles the procession with the candles I don't know if anyone remembers anything else about what was said or what was in the scriptures but people remember walking with lit candles into the chapel. Maybe trying to prevent the wax from falling onto the pew. (laughs) Things like that. Very practical things. I remember holding the candle there as we were singing uh, praying the Gloria. The glass was getting hot. (laughs) That's what I remember. So, okay. See what, What this reminds us of is God's desire to work with our human nature and to work through physical things to remind us of his presence and the power of grace. The sacraments are the best example of this, the sacraments, the seven sacraments. Uh, Physical things, physical actions, physical words we can hear, gestures we can see, but they convey invisible, powerful gifts of God we call grace. So someone might say, what difference does it make if some baby has a little water scattered on his head? What difference does it make? I mean, babies get wet all the time. What if a baby goes out into the rain? You say, well, that's not the same thing. It it makes a huge difference. It makes an an immeasurable difference if that child is baptized or not baptized. It looks like it's no big deal, but it's a huge difference. Deal, because God conveys grace through these physical signs, like water. But we won't focus just on the sacraments. We think of the sacramentals, or any sacramentals, like candles, like flowers, like rosaries, like, like ashes, <laughs> rings. There's all, scapulars, all kinds of things that God uses as his instruments To remind us to pray, to remind us of his presence, to build up our faith, our confidence, our devotion. So today we have the blessing of the throats with the candles. I mean, a priest can bless people without candles. A priest can bless people without, you know, without any kind of holy water or anything. But the candles remind us of, first of all, the presence of the Lord. They remind us of yesterday's celebration, of the blessing of the candles. They remind us of the light of Christ as the power that has scattered the darkness in the world and lots of things. We're going to pray the rosary after the mass. You could pray the rosary without beads, sure. But the beads are to keep us from getting distracted and trying. we don't have to keep track on our fingers because it's hard to keep count. And then you, you, can, you can use the beads in such a way that you can actually transcend the physical... You don't think about the beads after a while. They, they, they just help you focus on the mysteries. That's how it's supposed to work. So it's that combination of physical and spiritual. So I like to focus on here. Now, if we were to put emphasis only on the physical things, well, that would be superstition. Say so there's something special about those candles. There's something magical touch you with a candle and you'll be healed? No, that's superstition, or or magic, or worse. No, the candles are just signs and instruments. The grace comes from God. He likes to give grace through physical things. So here in the gospel, Jesus sees the apostles need physical rest and physical food. And so he says, okay, Take some time away. This is very important. We have to take care of our physical needs. We have to give our body rest, get enough sleep. We have to eat properly. Eat the right foods at the right time in the right quantity. That's good good thing to do. It's respectful of how God made us. But it's not the highest and most important thing that we ever did. And we remember in, a, in, a, in reading a passage like this, that there are many, many people who can't rest, who can't get enough food. Think of the refugees, or the people in, trapped in Gaza now, or, or people who have had to flee from uh, war-torn areas or extreme poverty. But they, don't have, they can't even eat. So it, it does happen that we can't meet uh, the needs, and then it's up to others to help people meet their basic physical needs. That's the responsibility of the whole human family. But the the gospel gives us a lesson that puts in perspective our physical needs. When they get to the place where they thought they would have a little retreat, there's a huge crowd there. And and Jesus says his heart was moved with pity for them. These people need help too. And so, I don't know what the apostles did. doesn't say what they did, but Jesus took the opportunity to teach them many things. In other words, he didn't take a break. He didn't take time off and eat. He did, dedicated himself to service. He sacrificed his own need for others. Now, that's, that's necessary too. There are times when we are hungry and we can't eat because something else is more important. Or we are tired and we can't rest because something else is more important. That's, that's true. So this gospel gives us great understanding of the balance, the spiritual, physical balance. In the case of the first reading, let's look again to Solomon. Solomon, who is is uh, respected as the wisest man, the wise man of the Bible. He's given this opportunity to ask for something, and because he's wise, even in his youth, because he, he knows his limitations... He knows that he doesn't understand how to lead the people, he asks for an understanding heart. That's a very wise thing to ask for. So if you're wondering what to pray for, if you're wondering what you should be doing, well ask the Lord for wisdom. Ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. God wants us to have wisdom. He wants us to have an understanding heart. Very often the problem is we don't want that much understanding. We don't want to submit ourselves to the wisdom of God. We have something else we want to do, or we, or even sometimes things we pray for are not even that good. Uh, we don't know. But here's Solomon giving us the the uh, the uh, example of what to pray for. The Lord respects that and says yes, because you have prayed for something. Good, I will give you that good thing. And then he says, I'll give you more besides. I'll give you more besides. And that's how God is. He's a very generous father. We don't have to worry about offending him when we ask him for things. or or, or We don't have to worry that he will give us something that's not good for us. We can trust him. So, And we ask for wisdom. Then we also ask and give us what is good for us. We pray that every single day, right? Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. What's more important? I don't know. I don't know. Is it more important? is, Is the physical need right now more important? Maybe. Maybe it's time to take time off and get something to eat. Or maybe it's time to focus on forgiving those who have offended us as we are uh, forgiven." So both, both. This is the whole point. Maybe that's enough because we want to get to the blessing of the throats. Let's recall that God, who has created us in His image, has also created us physical. Physical, spiritual, soul-body. And He wants us to experience fullness of life. So we ask for healing of our illnesses of the throat. Yes. We ask for healing of all illnesses. We ask for God to provide food for the hungry. We also ask for a wise and understanding heart. Both. Okay, and we know that because God wants what is good for us, he gives us what is good for us.